Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Beauty and the Vlog is an online community and podcast dedicated to supporting YouTube content creators in beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. We go behind the scenes in the world of video creating through YouTuber interviews, strategy sessions, and in-depth discussions pertaining to all things YouTube. To get the most out of Beauty and the Vlog, make sure to join the Beauty and the Vlog Facebook group and check out our beautyandthevlog.com website for show notes and more. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another interview for you. And I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And if you're new to the Beauty in the Blog podcast and community, welcome. I upload a new episode every Thursday morning. Um, I try to at least. Sometimes it's, you know, it doesn't happen. But for the most part, I'm there every Thursday morning on your car ride or when you're cleaning or whatever you do when you're listening to these podcasts. Uh, for this episode of Beauty in the Vlog, I interviewed somebody who actually reached out to me a while ago, letting me know that she was inspired by the podcast. She religiously listened to every single episode and that she was starting her YouTube channel. And I was like, that's great. That's fantastic. And we kind of kept in touch. She's been part of the Facebook group and um, you know, we followed each other on Instagram. And then I just saw her journey and she's had a lot of incredible success um, in a short amount of time. And so I like to bring people on, people who've achieved success over you know a long period of time or big time YouTubers who you guys look up to and you know and you watch. But I also like to bring those smaller micro influencers on who are achieving really great things and um, achieving that success that everybody wants starting today or starting in 2016 or 2017 to show that it's still possible and you didn't have to start you know, four years ago or whatever. So uh, my guest, Shay Whitney, is a perfect example of that. And I really think that you guys will get a lot out of this podcast episode. And I'm actually, uh, it's going to be split into two parts because we just talked for a long time and she just had so many insightful things to say about growing a YouTube channel, how she was able to grow her channel fast and all these great things that she uh, talked about during the episode. So I really do hope that you enjoy it. And if you are new, make sure that you do join our Facebook community. Just search Beauty and the Vlog in Facebook, or I have links in the show notes. And by being in the Facebook group, you're just a part of just a lot of fun things that we're doing in there. And also Shay will be in there answering any of your questions that you have. So uh, make sure that you definitely join if you're not a part of it. All right. So Shay Whitney is an up and coming fashion and luxury YouTuber who started her channel last fall in 2016. With now over 30,000 subscribers, Shay has learned how to quickly grow and manage her channel all while being a wife, a mother of two young boys, and working full time outside of the home as a human resources specialist. So that was something else that I loved about Shay is that, you know, she works full time, she has a family, she's got two kids. So she has 
a situation that's not the easiest because she's really, really busy. And we talk about how she does manage her time and everything during the episode. So I, I love that about her as well. Uh, Shay received her bachelor's degree in 2009 with a human resources concentration and has been a specialist in that field for the past nine years. However, her love for YouTube's fashion and luxury community continue to grow through the years. She finally took the plunge in September of 2016 to start her own channel and has been committed to posting frequent, high quality and informative fashion related videos. Shay has a love for mixing classic and trendy styles and is also a collector of high end investment designer handbags. As she's an avid Pittsburgh sports fan and loves being the only girl in a household of three boys. So Shay was really, really great to get to know um, through the interview and make sure that you do head over to the show notes. I have really detailed show notes for you guys and um, it's beautyinthevlog.com forward slash more slash views. So make sure you go to the show notes. Um, she does list a lot of really great tools and equipment and things like that that she uses. Um, and we kind of get into detail about her lighting and all that. So if you want to check out the tools that she uses, go to beautyinthevlog.com for slash more slash views. All right. Well, then without further ado, here is part one. Well, hello, Shay. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I'm especially excited to have you because I know that you are a fan of the podcast and that's kind of how we got connected because, you know, you were great. And I remember you reaching out to me when you first started your channel. When did you start your channel? I started it about seven months ago. So it was towards the middle of September of 2016. Yes. So I think I ran into you, not ran into you, but on Instagram, mm -hmm. I, I noticed you and I started following and yeah, that's kind of how it started. So yeah. And you reached out and you said, I, you know, I love the podcast. I've been listening. I'm super inspired yeah. to start a channel and I'm going to be starting it. And then we've kind of kept in contact and yeah. I've been following you. And then, and then I'm like, okay, I, I've been wanting to have people on the show and I have had a few people, but people that who are, you know, starting now or in the last year or so, and they're seeing like a, a good level of success. I mean, it's not one of those crazy stories like with, you know, right. Yerisa, who I interviewed a few months ago, who, you know, she's over like a million and like a year yeah. and a half like that's great and that happens but I think something like your type of success is a really more achievable goal and one that I want to share with everybody because I think you're doing a lot of things right and I think you know people would appreciate hearing like how do you get to 20 something thousand subscribers in seven or eight months you know I think that would be a great goal right. for a lot of people so let's start from the beginning just how I do with mm -hmm. everybody else that's on the podcast and um, what inspired you to start a YouTube channel. Yeah. So I guess it all started in 2009. That's when I first started watching YouTube. It was right after I got married and my husband was a pilot. He still is a pilot, but he had a terrible job back then. So he's always gone. So I was just always on YouTube watching makeup and beauty videos. And so through, you know, the years, it kind of my interests kind of evolved. And I, you know, I still like watching makeup and beauty videos, but it kind of changed to more like fashion and luxury videos. So I kind of developed this like interest where I would, I guess, kind of collect 
like luxury items. Like I'm really interested in like designer purses and really nice shoes. And, and I think people, when they, when they watch my channel now, I think people kind of think I'm just this really rich person and I have tons of money to like blow on expensive things, but I don't, that's just not the case because, you know, back then I would buy things pre-loved, which means, you know, used, and I would save up for these items. But anyway, I started watching videos about them for reviews. And so when I started watching these videos, you know, I loved the people that I was following, but I kind of noticed that there wasn't a lot of people in that market. Like it wasn't as saturated as say like a makeup and beauty guru. Cause I feel like, you know, not that you can't make it in that genre, but it's just very saturated right yes, now. So, yeah. so when I started, you know, getting more involved in that, I thought to myself, like, I know the good foundations of what makes a good channel because I've been watching YouTube for so long. And so literally like seven months ago, I just woke up one morning. It was a very, very quick decision, which is kind of odd because it's not kind of how I am. But I woke up one morning and I went to my husband and I just said, I think I'm going to start a YouTube channel and, I, and I'm just going to dive in head first. And I told myself that if I was going to start one, I was going to invest in a good camera and I was going to invest in lighting because I think a good camera and lighting are just completely essential. So that's what I did. And I just told myself I was going to do it. I was just going to try as hard as I possibly could to see results. And then I think that would just give me motivation to keep going. And that's pretty much that's what's happened. So, yeah, I mean, it's really obvious in watching your channel that and I know this is something that you had emailed me before emailing back and forth about how you just wanted to just start like almost as if what is that saying? And now I can't remember. It's like act as if for like just fake it till you make it basically. Right, right. You know, your videos from the start were just really impressive. So did you do any kind of kind of research did you like how did you learn about lighting or did you just kind of play around with it or or how was it that first kind of like right before you uploaded your first video right I definitely did play around with it I mean I ordered everything it took me like a, a day or two to order I like went on Amazon I researched what the best things were and I mean I didn't order the best of the best of everything or anything mm-hmm. I didn't go like that crazy but I just knew I needed, you know, a good camera and lighting. So then when I got that, I definitely played around with it. My husband, you know, definitely did help me, you know, set a few things up just to make sure it, you know, was working properly. And then I played around with it before I uploaded my first video. I made sure that the sound was good because you could have really good, you know, lighting and a good camera. But if the sound sounds like you're in a tunnel, like that's not good either. So I definitely played around with it for a while. And then I would say it took me maybe a few weeks. And then once I was satisfied with the way everything looked and sounded, and even like the coloring, you know, like in video, sometimes the mm-hmm. colors off, like it's way too blue or it's way too yellow, especially yellow, yellow videos bother me. Yeah. So I, you know, once I got that down, then I started running full force, I guess. And I try to put out, you know, content pretty often. So are there any resources that you use to kind of help figure that out? Or was it just trial and error? Um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was totally YouTube. Anytime I have a trouble and that that has been the case with anything in my life. Like if, if something's weird in my kitchen and I can't figure out, you know, why the dishwasher is weird, I'll look up a YouTube video. Like I just feel like YouTube has been my resource for like my entire life. Mm-hmm. And not my, I mean, since I started watching 2009, yeah. I just feel like it, it is like, you know, one of the biggest search engines in the world. And so that's where I go to find every answer. So if I was ever having problems, I would just, you know, look at those videos. And there are so many videos out there about, setting up YouTube videos. I mean, so Mm. that was definitely a big help. Yeah, I think for sure. And I think it really pays to take the time to really figure all that stuff out before you upload your videos. And and it, it might take some time, but I think it's very much well worth it. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. 
so you you said that you decided what what did you decide kind of your niche specifically to be? Well, when I first started, you know, the first months in my head, I was I thought, oh, I'll do makeup, beauty, lifestyle, fashion, luxury. Like I kind of just thought I'll you know, those are all the things I watch on YouTube. So that's what I'll do. And I did do that for a while. And you know, it, it was okay. But I could tell that even when I was uploading and even, even filming beauty and makeup, I just didn't enjoy it as like what I thought, like I realized that I love watching those videos, but I don't love filming and taking the time and prepping everything. Like I just don't enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And they didn't get as many views. I realized what really interests me is more the fashion and the luxury like handbags and you know, showing what's in my bag, that kind of a thing, or just like styling like clothes and everything. And that's what I truly enjoyed filming. And Likewise, that's what's giving me the most views and subscribers. So that's just what it's kind of morphed into. So I definitely am more in the the luxury fashion niche, I guess. So let's backtrack a little bit. When you decided to start this YouTube channel, are you also working? Um, like yes. what's kind of your like situation? Right. So I do work full time. I work in a human resources department. My husband also works full time and we have two boys. So I have two, you know, two oh young kids. Yeah. One is four and the other one's almost two. So they're actually quite young. Oh my God. So it is really a very busy lifestyle. And honestly, I probably, if I would have thought about it at the beginning, because like I said, I just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to do this. I would have like gave and it like, too why? much thought. Like why? I don't think, I honestly don't think I would have done it because when I really start analyzing it, I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, how do I do this? But honestly, it's my husband has been such a big help because I just kind of have a schedule that I follow. And when I have prep time, like this is the time I'm going to film a video and edit it. He takes the boys, he'll go to the park, he'll go um, run some errands and he just kind of leaves the house with the boys and mm -hmm. I have my time. And then, you know, obviously they still nap sometimes. So, you know, during that time I'll work on stuff too, but it definitely is a big balance in doing it and it seems to be, to be working and it's kind of like an outlet for me and I'm really, really enjoying it. So, so I know you said that, you know, you, you were inspired because you know, you watch YouTube videos and all that, but like what's in you that just made you want to do this, to have this channel? I guess I just, you know, like I said, when I would watch the videos that, you know, in, in fashion and luxury, the, the whole time I was watching them, I guess I just kind of thought that like, I could do that. And I could do it better, better. you know, and mm -hmm. I'm and, and I'm not saying like, I'm the very best, like, I don't want that to come across. But I just feel like in this particular market, you know, I definitely love everybody that I follow. But there's like, in my head, I just had ideas. And I was like, you know, I have ideas, and I want to show people my ideas. And so I think that's just kind of what, you know, got it in my head to start doing it. Yeah. And so I, I think your story is really a very good one and very inspirational, and very relatable, because I think it's really incredible the fact that you do work, you work full time, like not at home, like a full time right. Monday through Friday schedule, right in an yes. office. Yes. And yes. you've got two kids. And then you decided to take on this task mm -hmm. of doing YouTube. And you did it knowing that you're going to be consistent and knowing you're going to put your full force into it. You know, before right. talking to you, I didn't know what your personal background is. I didn't know that you're working. And I honestly assumed you were, you know, a stay at home mom or something, just because your videos are so well done and so well produced. It's like, it takes a lot of time to do that. So I would love to hear, and I know the listeners would want to hear too, how do you schedule everything with your type of schedule with the two kids and and the full-time job, like when do you get all your stuff done? Right. So a lot of it is like usually once a week, I will, it'll be the evening will be kind of dedicated to 
my time, like YouTube time. So, you know, I obviously don't want to take tons of time away from seeing my kids. I already work full time. So when I get home from work, most of the time, you know, that's the time I want to spend with them. I want to spend time with my kids, except for one day per week, I will dedicate that whole evening to be, you know, filming, editing, whatever I have to do. And then after they go to bed, which I do put them to bed around eight o'clock. So from eight until probably 1030, most nights, like me and my husband will be kind of like sitting up in bed, like he'll be watching TV, I'll be editing a video. And that happens a lot of nights. I wouldn't say every single night, like we definitely have our shows we watch in the evening sometimes, but a lot of the nights I am editing a video. And then on the weekends, a lot of times I will get up in the morning and I'll spend probably two or three hours in the morning, like on a Saturday morning and do whatever I have to do, whether that be filming or editing, or even maybe working on like a thumbnail or something like that. And then I don't know, that does seem to be pretty much what I do. And I definitely 100% think that I have improved on my speed with everything. At the beginning, I felt like a lot of my time was directed at trying to get all of this stuff done. But I feel like now I'm so much quicker at everything. And and that's yeah. definitely helped a big, a big amount because I right now I have 70 videos, I think posted. So you know, 70 videos, it's not like crazy. Some people have like hundreds upon hundreds. But 70 videos has definitely given me a, a good amount of practice. Yeah. So. I mean, the more you do it, like anything, yeah. the more you become an expert at it. Especially and, editing. Like yeah. editing for me is a lot faster now. So oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, for sure. That's great. I mean, you've got like a pretty serious work ethic and it's fantastic. Who takes care of the kids that one night of the week? Is that where your husband comes that in? That would be or? my husband. Yeah, my yeah. husband will that night. So he's just wonderful. He's super encouraging. He's supportive. And I'm just, yes, yes. And in a way, I think it's worth it to keep up that kind of schedule and the key and to be motivated when you're seeing results. So for you, yes. I mean, you definitely it's, it's, you know, because I get a lot of people saying, you know, I've been at like 200 subscribers for like a year and a half. And you're like, Oh, you know, that's tough, like to keep on going when <sighs> nobody's watching the videos. And then you have and to I commend them. Yeah, like, that is impressive to keep going. Like it really is. It is. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you do need to, t- to take a step that's back true. and figure out and say, what yeah. am I doing wrong? Because obviously, nobody's watching the videos like what's right. going on. And so it's, it's almost it like makes me sad when I see that because it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people are spending so much energy and so much time yeah. and it's a big sacrifice. If they've got kids and they're also working, it's a big sacrifice. And unless they're doing it and they don't care, like, I don't care. I'm just doing this, whatever. But most people do care. I mean, if they're going to spend that much time and energy, they do care. They want people to see it. They want to see some success. So I, I think, you know, for you, it's really worth it to continue going and to continue at that pace when you're seeing the results. Exactly. And if I wasn't seeing the results, I guarantee you, I I would not be because my kids are very important to me. So Mm -hmm. I would feel like, what am I doing? I'm just like wasting my time away here. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And I think in a a lot of ways, it becomes even more of a motivation to really do this right or not do it Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. So when you first started uploading, were you uploading on a consistent schedule? I do not have like some people have like, I, you know, they always post Mondays and Thursdays Mm -hmm. or Tuesdays and Saturdays. I do not have that. I find that works best for me. I do post two to three videos every week. Um, oh, that's I mean, that's hardcore. I mean, that's definitely a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just not set days, which maybe okay. I should change the set days. I don't know. But for me, I think pressure, like I have to get a video up on Saturday because that's my schedule. I don't think I work as well that way. Like I like, I don't know. I, I think I just like, you know, the knowing that I want to get up, get it up as soon as possible, but mm-hmm. not be like under a deadline either. So have you ever had people request that you have videos on specific days or just do no, people not seem I to haven't. Care? Yeah. Nobody has ever asked me that actually. So yeah. I mean, maybe if I was getting in. that a lot, maybe I would do it if people were requesting that, but nobody has ever even mentioned that. So 
it seems like it's okay. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, I know. I hear you. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, yeah, yeah. if it's not broke, don't fix it. So, right. Um, and I think the main thing is for a lot of people is that they have to have those days. Otherwise, they maybe won't commit to putting two or three right. videos a week. Yeah. And as long as you're putting up those two or three videos a week and your audience will know and depend that every few days they'll know, they'll know mm-hmm. a video is there. I think that's kind of the whole point in it. So if it's working and, and you don't need that set schedule in order for you to commit to doing two to three videos, I think that's fine. I think as long as you're putting yeah. that content up there, it's fine. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need to change that. Okay, so then, so you were, so, but from the beginning though, you were consistently uploading about two to three videos a week. Yes. All right, and so then you kind of were, your your niche at the start was kind of all over the place and then you did at some point figure out you wanted to focus more on fashion or I know you do a lot of luxury type videos. Yeah, like where, I would say mm-hmm. it's definitely probably, no, it's definitely more geared toward luxury at the same token that, you know, designer things are kind of fashion. So, you know, yeah. I don't know, I, I guess I kind of just say both, but I definitely would say it is more like higher end pieces, whether it be handbags, shoes, clothing, I would say I definitely focus most on handbags. That's what I, I love that I collect them. It's just kind of my interest, I guess. And it seems like there's a lot of people out there that have a similar interest, which is great for me, I guess. Did you find, did you kind of go more towards that niche because you realized like what you just said, like you just, that's what you really love and that's what you're passionate about it? Or was it feedback and that's, those are the videos that you were getting views on? I think it was both, honestly, because those are what I love talking about. I could just talk and talk and talk. I mean, Mm -hmm. I obviously don't make my videos like crazy long, but it doesn't involve that much prep work because I feel like I have a good knowledge about it already. I've, you know, I've been learning and studying up like it's just it's just an interest of mine. And so I enjoy filming the videos. And likewise, I get the most views, the most subscribers, the most interaction every time I post those kind of videos. And so it just seems like it's an obvious thing for me to just kind of gravitate towards that. Yeah. And I, and that's why I always say too, it's like, you kind of like can tell yourself, like if you're really passionate about something, like, and those are the types of videos you're excited about, like those are the ones that you should do, not the ones right. that you feel like you yeah. should do, you know? Right. And yeah. people can sense it. And then usually those are the ones that you end up doing better at anyways, or getting more views and mm-hmm. feedback. So how was it though, like that first, let's, let's say like the first three months, like, was there ever a period of time where, you know, growth was stalled or you weren't seeing the results that you wanted or were, was it from the get go? You just, you know, you uploaded that first video and you got, you know, a a bunch of views. I would say the first or second video, I got a decent amount of views. It was a what's in my handbag. It was just like kind of like a classic video that a lot of people post. And I did get a decent amount of views. I think, I mean, I got, it was like in the thousands at and at the time for me, like that was, a, I was super happy about that. And then I did some makeup, you know, videos. And that's when I started realizing like, oh, I don't really like doing this as much as I thought I would. And then those didn't get many views at all. But I would say the, as far as growth goes, I would say, you know, just re- reaching my thousand subscriber count was kind of like the hardest point. I think I'm not saying once you hit a thousand subscribers, you're going to like blast off. I don't really mean that, but I definitely would say reaching the thousand point mark was the hardest. And then from there, it seems like it's gone quite well. Mm. I think it took me about a month, actually, which I know isn't even that long to reach a thousand, but that's how long it took. And now I'm at this point, I am getting about a thousand 
give or take about every week. So Mm -hmm. it definitely has like steadily increased, which again is like a big motivation. So yeah, I mean, even a thousand in one month is, is really, really good that first month. Yeah. Well, thank you. So, you know, just in, in retrospect, why do you think that first video that you did did so well? Because it's, you know, most of the time that first video isn't always the one that gets a lot of views. Right. I think it was, be- well, it was on a Louis Vuitton handbag. And, you know, it was a bag that I, have, I had for a long time. It was, it's actually one of their most popular bags. It's a speedy. It's one of their most very, very iconic handbags that a lot of people love. And mm-hmm. so I just think it's a really good like it's just something that comes up high in the search engines. So I think that's, yeah, I just think people were looking that up and I kind of just got lucky. And so I definitely did think like, oh my goodness, this is like, this wasn't hard at all. Like I'm getting so many views. But then, like I said, as I started posting other types of videos, it wasn't nearly like that. And, but then when I would come back to that kind of realm, it seemed like there was just kind of like a high demand for that particular, like those particular kind of videos, which is kind of interesting to me. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, cause it, that's the thing. It's like, you think, okay, what's in my handbag? Like how many thousands of videos are right. out there? So yeah. you know, why would yours come up as one that, you know, ended up doing really right. well? It's totally, just, it's totally, it was just a bag. Like yeah. people love that bag. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, if you could do a little something different about, you know, with, with, with a classic standby, like what's in your bag type of video, I think that's the way to kind of separate yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. And then when the production value is good, that's kind of that, then that, that creates that whole, almost that formula to get those views and to get the subscribers. So, yeah. And why do you think for the first month that you did grow pretty decently, the first, you know, getting about a thousand followers of that first month, like in retrospect, why, what do you think you were doing right? And why do you think you were able to grow so quickly like that? I really, honestly, I think the quality was there. Like I do think my videos. I'm not saying I I definitely have room for improvement. Like I definitely think I could improve, but Mm -hmm. I do think the quality was there. And I think when people are looking up reviews of handbags and purses and and stuff like that, I really don't think there's that many out there. So Mm -hmm. there's a market of people out there that want to be subscribed to people like me. And so when they saw a video that like, oh, wow, this video actually has like really good lighting, and I can actually hear her very well. And she's showing me like a lot of details. I think that made them hit the subscribe button, because there's just not that many people out there that are doing it. I mean, there's definitely some but a lot of them the quality just isn't isn't there, I guess. I mean, so I don't want to insult anybody. Like, I'm not saying that you no. know, everyone's terrible or anything. I just no, mean, I think you know, it's, you know, yeah. I asked you the question, like, you know, why did yeah. you, you obviously did achieve, you know, some success. And, and that's the reason is you're doing things better than others. So I think that's a, a, it's a good observation, probably. And I think you're right in the sense that that's like a it's a niche that isn't as tapped into as yeah say, exactly yeah, yeah beauty and all that and i think that's uh oh no i don't know if you hear the baby crying but uh <laughs> great grandma's with her right now but uh so you know I, I think that's kind of one of the keys now is to try and find a niche that you're yeah. really passionate about that also isn't super tapped into yet at the same time is something that people are interested in as well so right. it's, it's a little tough to find it but i think is. when you do yeah. that's kind of like that that like i said that special formula yeah i definitely agree with that 
Yeah. So was there ever a, I mean, I always ask the question to everybody, like, what was that tipping point for you? But I think for you, that tipping point is still to come. I think, you know, in no time, you'll probably be at, you know, a hundred thousand plus and the, oh my something will happen. That happen. <laughs> I like, um, seriously. But I'm sure there have been certain videos that have done really, really well, or maybe collaborations that have contributed to, you know, this, this growth in, in seven months. Are there any that you can pinpoint? Well, yeah, I definitely have done a few collaborations. Um, and those on, to be honest, the collaborations really haven't been as like amazing as I kind of thought. I mean, like it was definitely fun and I got, I gained some subscribers, I gained, you know, interaction, that kind of a thing. But I honestly didn't see as much growth as I thought I would, Mm -hmm. but I'm not saying people shouldn't do them. I definitely think it gets people's names out there. Like, you know, people, even though they, maybe they didn't subscribe to me when they saw that we did a collaboration, maybe if they see a video in a month or two, they'll be like, Hey, I remember someone else talked about her. Like I'll, you know, I'll check her out again. But I didn't see, you know, immediate growth. I, but the other video that I did a video, and again, it was a Louis Vuitton video. Not all of my videos are that, but I was actually unboxing a bag that I was so excited about. Like I wanted this bag for so long and it took me like, honestly, it was years I wanted this and I finally got it and I ordered it and I unboxed it. Like I was filming myself to mm-hmm. like reveal it to all of my subscribers because they knew that like I had wanted this. And I opened it and it was completely defective. And oh, so man. rather than like turning off the camera and be like, oh, well, I have to send this back. Like I kept it rolling. I kept the camera rolling. And I just basically, I called Louis Vuitton. I like showed myself doing that. And basically I called the, the video Louis Vuitton unboxing gone wrong because it was totally not what I expected to happen. Like I expected to love it. Mm-hmm. It was crooked. The, everything was just messed up. And that's not normal for a Louis Vuitton bag because their quality is like exceptional. Yeah. And you're so paying for I, it too, yeah, big time. Like <laughs> for sure. So I, ended up deciding like, Hey, you know, this is really what happened. I'm not going to like, you know, lie about it. So I decided to post it and say, you know, this is what happened. And I ended up getting like 130,000 views on that video. Wow. And it was just not what I expected. And I definitely, definitely gained a lot of subscribers from that. So I think that was, you know, kind of an, an unexpected twist yeah yeah to the video. Which it, so it was bad but then it kind of turned out good so i don't know yeah i watched that video is that the one where you actually called louis vuitton like yeah in the I video was talking to them. Yeah. yeah and i really did <laughs> that was smart so. i was like oh that's good like it was just interesting to kind of go through your whole like wait a minute this is crooked like wait a minute okay i'm just gonna call them right now okay guys you're just stand yeah. by. I'm, I'm, I'm calling them so uh i i watched it i thought that was really really interesting how long ago did you do that video i would say that was that was around Christmas. Oh, okay. So I guess, yeah, it was kind of a while. I mean, it was like three, I guess four months ago, probably. Are there any other videos that you've done that just have done really well that maybe surprised you or maybe didn't surprise you? Like, yeah, I, I figured that, you know, that type of video would do well. I guess I usually think anytime I am incorporating kind of like the designer, like higher end things, I definitely do see more views on the, those videos. And again, I'm not really sure why, like, I don't know if there's just a, like a lack of videos out there. And so that's why people, you know, find mine. I'm not really sure, but those videos just seem to do the very best. And like I said, I think towards the beginning of the interview, like I don't have like tons and tons of money to be just be going out and buying all of these things. But obviously, as my channel has grown, I have been earning more money. And I am just pretty much, you know, earning like everything that I earn, I'm just reinvesting into the channel. 
And that has kind of propelled me to keep going because otherwise, like I wouldn't have money to just be buying all of these things all the time. Yeah. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, I can see people saying like, well, you know, uh, you know I don't have the money for all right. that. And, you know, you, your, your channel is very luxury high end. You're buying mm-hmm. very high end pieces. You're doing a lot of shopping. Like I've heard that too with like fashion is actually like really expensive to do. So a lot of people kind of shy away from it because, you know, buying a bunch of clothes all the time, it's different than being able to do different makeup looks because you can always get old makeup and create a new look with it. Exactly. But like with fashion, yeah. you have to continuously like be purchasing stuff and buying stuff. And so I have heard that fashion, you know, I've had people tell me, you know, fashion's really hard to do because it is, it's just, it's just more expensive. So, you know, obviously you, you work and so, and your husband works. So how are you, how have you been able to really afford it uh, to be able to do fashion or has that ever been like an issue for you with the channel? Right. So when I hit a thousand subscribers, I did request to join what's called reward style. So that is an affiliate program. And so you apply for that. And hopefully they will approve you they you know, they definitely don't approve everybody. But I that's why I waited until I had a 1000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. And so they did approve me. And then I started linking every single thing that I could in the description box. And so anytime somebody will click on my links, it will direct them to the website, you know, talking about whatever product I was talking about, or clothing item or whatever. And if they make a purchase, at all. Like it could be, it could have absolutely nothing to do with what I talked about. But if they make a purchase from that website within like a 30 day time frame, then I get a commission on their entire order. So that's pretty good. So if you link to amazing. one yeah. sweater at Nordstrom's and someone just clicks on it, but they don't buy it and maybe they don't even buy that sweater. If they buy anything at Nordstrom's Correct. online in the next month, then you get credit for that. Exactly. And I it, credit for their entire order. So like, yeah, it's just it's amazing. And so when I signed up for reward style, like I, I kind of just did it because others other I saw other people kind of had it. So I was like, Hey, I should probably do that. But I really didn't think anything would come out of it. And so when they approved me, I just I, you know, I decided, Hey, I'll just link, you know, this lipstick and, and the shirt that I'm wearing. And I didn't really think anything of it. But then, like a few days later, I, I checked back and like I had already earned money. And I'm like, Whoa, like this was just one video. So yeah. every video now that I do, I mean, I link everything. Well, first of all, I get questions about everything anyway. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, people ask me what lipstick are you wearing? Or, you know, where'd you get that bracelet? So I try to link every single thing that I can. And then, you know, I have a lot of videos out. And like I said, anytime someone clicks that link, there's like a 30 day window. And I just every day I earn money like every single day. So it has been amazing. (laughs) So are you only able to do fashion with reward style? Or or can you No, you can do Sephora. I mean, there's Sephora, Ulta, there's and I link all my makeup. They're not affiliated with every single retailer out there. But I mean, Mm -hmm. almost everything, almost everything that I try to I can. So how you open to talk about numbers, like how much yes. you make from reward style? Yeah, that's totally fine. They approved me when I was at a thousand subscribers, but so that was probably around October. I don't think I started like doing anything like actually posting a video till November. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in April and I've made 9,000. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. So it's not like, oh, I'm like, you know, rolling in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying like, oh, this is going to be my full time job. However, with that amount of money and what I'm making on YouTube, and I haven't done a sp- I haven't actually haven't done a sponsored video yet, which I mm. might in the future. I don't really know about that yet, but you know that is a decent amount of money that I can reinvest into my channel. So I'm definitely not like making tons of money to put in the bank. Like uh, mm-hmm. so far, I am pretty much putting everything that I earn 
back into my channel. Is that money that you make? Is that what you use to purchase all those like Louis Vuitton and expensive purses and stuff? Yes. Yes. Interesting. I, yeah. yeah. It basically provides you the luxury to be able to continue doing the channel and doing it well, because in order to do it well, you have to go out there and continue to purchase clothes from Nordstrom's right. or yeah. Express or, you know, the high end mm-hmm. handbags and things like that. So was that your business kind of model from the beginning? Is that what you thought you would be doing it? Or how did you think you're going to be able to afford these high-end pieces or were you always buying these high-end pieces because obviously you work full-time your husband works full-time so you do have you know probably i'm sure some kind of discretionary income mm-hmm. were you always purchasing things like that and you said well why not i show it off and that's i don't right. want to use the word show it off but why not i yeah i know share it yeah yeah and honestly it's totally side note but like this whole youtube channel is still a huge secret literally nobody knows about it like oh, from really? my friends and yeah like i do not because i'm not that kind of a person to show everything off like at my work, they have no idea. My friend, I have one friend that knows. My husband knows. My parents know. Other than that, I do not wow. talk about None it because of your friends? I know. Like one friend knows because I'm that. Like I, I don't know. Like I'm still just. I don't want people to think like, oh, look at Shay. She's just showing off all of her, you know, designer thing. Like I don't want to come across as that person, and I'm just not to that point yet where I even feel comfortable yet. It's like weird. Mm-hmm. So. I forget what your question was. My question was, was, were you always purchasing these types oh, of like, were you were yes. you always shopping like this and I see. always purchasing all this stuff before? Um, I would buy a lot of things. I mean, some things I bought new, but it was like a big deal. It wasn't like, hey, I'm just going to go to the Louis Vuitton store. I'm going to go to the Chanel store and I'm just going to like drop a thousand dollars. No, mm. I it was like a big deal. If I got something, it would be for like a huge, like for my 30th birthday, I got a Chanel bag and it was like a huge, huge, huge deal to me. And then other things that I wanted, I would research a lot and I would buy them pre-loved, as they say, or Mm -hmm. used. And I mean, they'd be really good condition, but it would be considerably less than brand new. So that's pretty much what I did before YouTube. And I kind of, and that's everything that I had is kind of what I used to get started with my videos. And I honestly, to be totally honest, I didn't know like how far I would be able to get because I can't just be showing the same thing over and over and over again. But then when I started earning money, I was like, wow, like I have this money, like I can reinvest. And there's a lot of pieces that I have. I specifically buy pieces that are kind of investment pieces. So I might buy them for a certain price today, but in like two years, they're worth a lot more and I can sell them and actually make money on them. So Mm -hmm. I really try to be careful and not buy tons and tons of trendy pieces. I try to buy things that you know, withstand the test of time and that I can actually earn money later because they increase in value. So there's that aspect. And do you talk about that whole process in your videos? Like, yes. Yeah. And I think that's what I think that's really appealing as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, People have heard that they've learned a lot. Like Mm -hmm. it's a lot of information. So yeah, I definitely try to tell people that because, you know, what's interesting to me. So, you know, hopefully others find it interesting too. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really great that, you know, you earn the money that you use to spend on these products. So you do take the time to research it and really take these purchases seriously because there are, I mean, not to knock other channels because I mean, everyone's great and they have their own niche, but you know, there are other channels out there, makeup ones where sometimes they're buying just thing after thing after thing. And it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's a splurge and an $80, you know, um, foundation. It was totally worth it. And you're like, okay, but I think 
you know, when there's a lot of thought put into it and you share that thought, you're like, okay, well, this is why I purchased it. And this is the reason why, and this is all the research. And here's the research that I find. I think that's the type of research that people do a lot of times when they are making those types of big purchases. And if they know they can come to you in your videos and trust that, you know, you give specific reasons for every reason why you buy that top and those pair of shoes and that, you know, whatever, like, I think people really like that. I mean, even myself, I was watching one of your videos, like a haul video. And then you you talked about these like Tory Burch sandals, and I'm like, oh my god, I I want those. After she talked about them, I'm like, she's so right. That's the right color. That's the right heel height. Like, oh my god, yeah. you know. And I even no, clicked really on the, I clicked on the link just to see how much they were, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to buy those right now. But if I buy anything from Nordstrom's now in the next month, you get the credit. Yeah. So that's crazy. I think that's amazing. So I bet you a lot of people do that. They just go and click on it just to see how much it is, or maybe they look at it and think about it, and and maybe they don't even buy from that item later on, but they might buy something later on. So that's that's really cool. The next question I always ask is, what is something that you struggle with or you are struggling with right now with your channel? Moving forward, like I don't know, I guess I want to get to the point where like I don't have to just reinvest everything that I make. So it would be great to kind of like get to the point where like, you know, I'm making enough money that I can reinvest things, but then I can also, you know, just make money from this and, you know, actually earn a second income. Cause right now I'm not to that point. Like I am just putting everything towards this channel, which is fine because I do work outside of the home. So it's not like I'm, you know, Oh my God, I I need money, but it would be really great if I could turn this into kind of like a second income. Mm -hmm. So I guess I don't know at what point that will be, but that is kind of what I'm working towards and I'm not there yet. Right now your two sources of income is the reward style and AdSense, right? Yes, yes. You so you haven't you haven't done any sponsored posts or have you been approached by no. any companies at yes. all? Yes. Yes, there's been a lot of companies that have reached out to me to do sponsored videos and I there actually I did work with one brand and I did film a video but they haven't approved it yet. I don't even know if they will approve it yet. It I t- it was actually a, a video about staying healthy and I talked about some of the vitamins and supplements that I take and mm-hmm. those aren't like FDA approved. So I think they're kind of like working out whether or not, you know, I should talk about that just because it's not anyway. So yeah. that's the only thing that I have done, but I have been approached and I'm just not sure how I want to go with that because I do only want to talk about things that I really, really, really love. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just really important. So, but yeah. And, and in a way you have the luxury to be able to not like go with any sponsored posts, um, that you don't feel totally good about because you are getting like a solid chunk from your reward style. So you have that extra stream of income. Yeah. All right. Do you pay attention at all to SEO, like YouTube SEO? Like the like analytics and that analytics, kind of thing. the tags, yeah. the titles. Do you base your videos at all? Do you do any research on that? Right. Um, I'm like all about that actually. Oh really? I am like so involved not involved. I'm so interested in the algorithm and the analytics side of things. Like it, I honestly lately, I would say in the last two months, I'm watching like Roberto Blake and Daryl Eves, like yeah. I'm watching so many videos on YouTube algorithm, algorithms and analytics and everything. It's so fascinating to me. So I'm definitely, I feel like doing things to try to make the algorithm like to my advantage. And they're all theories because I feel like nobody really fully understands them. But I definitely try to play around with, with the analytics. And I, I honestly think when you go into your dashboard, 
what YouTube shows you for the analytics is what they think is the very most important. So that's the, those are the things like you kind of want to really focus on. And that's what I'm trying to do. And it seems like it is working. I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's definitely interesting though. So what are the top three things that you've learned, you know, in watching those videos and playing around with things when it comes to SEO? Definitely, I would say, which I, I and I think even when I'm pretty sure Roberto Blake, you know, I think you had a podcast with him. I know you did. I, I did. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, t- he touched on this too, but like watch time is so huge. So mm-hmm. like, you know, and that has definitely changed. I think that's, you know, a newer thing for 2017. So I definitely when I'm filming my videos, I try to not put the most important information or thing that everyone wants to see at the very beginning of the video, because then people are going to watch it and just leave immediately. And then Mm -hmm. my watch time is going to totally drop. So I definitely try my hardest to, you know, keep people engaged at the beginning and keep them watching towards at least the middle toward towards the end of the video so that my watch time you know, continues to stay high. And my average view duration, you know, they they monitor that as well. I, you know, I just really try to every video really concentrate on trying to get the people to continue to watch my video. And then, you know, I am always in my analytics. And when I see the green arrows, then I am a happy camper. What do you think works with having people stay and watch the length of your video? Just really trying, you know, when they click on the video, they have a reason that they're clicking on it. And Mm -hmm. so you kind of know that reason too. And so I always just try to not reveal that until towards the end of the video. And then that kind of just keeps them watching. At least that's what I found. So and I, I have noticed other people, well, they'll just like cut to the chase. And I think that's nice when I mean, people they aren't like trying to make people wait a long time. So I try to do it like, strategically. So I don't I don't feel like I'm, you know, just putting everything off. But I definitely I don't know, try to keep people in suspense a little longer than just immediately showing it, you know, in the first two minutes. Yeah, kind of like a teaser. I mean, that's what yeah. TV shows do it all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, th- that's definitely like a normal part of any type of entertainment programming. Right. Yeah. Anything else from SEO that you found has been helpful or that you're learning? Another thing that I do, and this again is a total, this is kind of just a theory, but it's what I, I've noticed something I mean, I've noticed that it's working. So I think I have something with it. But when you go into your analytics, you see that they do like a 48 hour time frame. just it defaults to that time frame when they're trying to like show you all of your numbers, it automatically defaults to 48 hours. So to me, that shows that that's really important to them. Mm-hmm. So I will upload a video. And rather than waiting, like, a week or even three days to do it with a 48 hour time frame so that I have multiple spikes in everything in a 48 hour time frame. And so that kind of shows YouTube that I'm not just like a one hit wonder, like people are continually coming back in that time frame. And I notice when I do things like that, I get an increase in all of my video views. I feel not all of them, but a lot of the video views go up And I kind of think it just shows YouTube that, you know, people are coming back to my channel. And so then they start promoting other videos. And then I see an increase in subscribers. So it's kind of like a flowing thing. And it really does seem to work. So that is what I have been doing. And I don't know, it it does seem successful. That's interesting. Yeah. So how do you keep that up, though? Do you only do that like a couple times a month? Because you obviously can't do it. Right. I can't do like every 48 hours. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. Like I usually... Like I said, I do post two to three videos every week. So at least of the two videos, I do try to put them those closer together. And then the third video, if I get a third video up, it's obviously not going to be within 48 hours. But kind of just 
do them closer together than spreading apart, which is kind of different than what a lot of people have said. Because a lot of people say, you know, Keep don't post schedule. your videos back to back, which I don't post them back to back. I just try to time them so that when it when the second one hits, it is still within 48 hours, if that makes sense. That's what I think that's really interesting. And I think it's really smart because I, I totally believe that too. What, what YouTube wants you to focus on is what is the analytics and the numbers that they're giving you. So whatever's on that homepage and it changes too. So, you know, like that's what they want you to be paying attention to. You don't, they're not going to create it to be crazy difficult and hard for you to have to dive, dive, dive deep for that special nugget of information that that's the key. They're going to put it out there for you because they want people on YouTube. They want people to succeed they want people to be able to see success so they keep on doing and they keep on uploading video and so there's continuously content on youtube so i think it's a really smart thing that you did because you you saw that you played around with it and then you found that wow this is working so you kept on going with it and that's probably Mm -hmm. a big reason why you've been growing pretty well yeah so hopefully it just keeps going we'll see what happens it could change next it could change i feel like yeah Yeah. it totally could change but i i'm trying to like stay on top of it i really do watch a lot of those videos and i Mm -hmm. think it's a really great resource to be watching videos and staying on top of the analytics because i think that you know that's what's gonna make people successful like you kind of have to learn how to do it all right guys that is the end of part one i hope you enjoyed it make sure that you tune in next thursday for part two and for all the detailed show notes to check out shay's channel and to check out all the tools and everything that she used make sure you go to the beauty in the vlog show notes beautyinthevlog.com forward slash more dash views that's beautyinthevlog.com forward slash more dash views and also make sure you join the beauty in the vlog facebook group where you can ask shay any of your questions about this episode all right guys i will see you next week Mwah.